Welcome to the Stewardship Matters podcast with William F. Robertson and Associates, where we explore where your faith and your finances intersect. As financial planners, we understand the importance of money. As Christians, we believe God has more for us. Please join your host, Richard Truitt, as we continue on this journey together. I'm here with uh, Mike Little, who is the director of Faith and Money Network. And um, Mike is actually the person who introduced me to Sabbath economics, so uh, good or bad. Uh, I, I give him all the credit, but uh, if you've got time, I definitely suggest that you check out Mike's website at Faith and Money Network. We'll put the, the website address on our, our website with, with this recording. And uh, you know, Mike does a lot of work with people of their faith and money. He's got a, a interview series where he has six. Six, is that right, Mike? It's um, actually 12. 12? I'm, I'm behind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And that he's done, and uh, also there's a lot of uh, well, reverse missions. Y'all do a lot of work with that. Where uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about solidarity and 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 how important that is, how difficult that is. But uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to to talk with us, Mike. And uh, really, I just wanted to see if you could you know share some some just some stories about Sabbath economics. We're still relatively new to it, and. Uh, what your experience has been, and uh, those type of things. Sure. Well, thank you, Richard, for for having me, and uh, always excited to to uh, talk about um, Sabbath economics and God's economy, and uh, the as you know, the the uh, the uh, credit goes to uh, Chad Myers, who is one of my favorite. Uh, theologians and and uh, animators of scripture he's a great teacher and he uh, we had him come to our church a long time ago probably 20 years ago and uh, begin to teach us about um, about uh, the kind of biblical vision of Sabbath economics and people uh, really resonated to what he had to say uh, but then asked well how how do we take these general ideas and put them into some specific actions? And so he took that seriously and went back to work and came up with some some household practices uh, that that uh, small groups small groups of people uh, can can um, who are who just want to to do that uh, get together and and work towards it. So he came up with these seven principles uh, and they kind of you know hit hit everything um, uh, from uh, wh- what we do with our with our uh, uh, the surplus capital we have what we do with our money in the bank what giving work and Sabbath how do we balance that solidarity um, debt how do we handle debt uh, consumption and simple living and and then, of course, how do we live in this in the environment and uh, and be good stewards of the creation that God has given us? And so, I've talked with uh, lots of folks who have been on this journey, and um, it's helpful if people commit can commit to a year 
uh, and meeting, you know, monthly. And and uh, I, I would say it's important to note that uh, we we ask people to work on, you know, what's their next step in the process because it's it's different for everyone. It's different if you're uh, new parents with young children or if you're just going into the university or if you uh, are going into a retire retirement home or um, have uh, you know just retired so it, it it it's different and we try to uh, not try to outdo one another with it it can be <laughs> intimidating some of the some of the people in the book South uh, Sabbath economics household practices that uh, <clears throat> Presbyterian pastor Matthew Caldwell wrote um, some of them are some big decisions and and um, I, I'm not sure I could even do some of them uh, and so we but we ask people you know to just take to look at it and and what would be their next step so um, uh, I'm happy to go through some of them Richard and uh, what you Unless you want to go another way, you want me to just start sharing some. No, I, I, I just no. I've been I've been really impacted on how they interrelate. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, it seems like I, right. I I I fix on one, and before I know it, I am looking at some of the others, and so I, I'm right. real impressed how it all relates. That's uh, right. It does all relate, and one of the temptations, again, going back to this, getting specific is to the temptations is to um is to not get specific with each one uh but you will see how they all relate to one another fairly easily i think but, um, so you say don't get specific or do get no specific? do get oh. do get specific and and come up with a um well let me just give you a, an example yeah. of uh uh we had uh a woman in our church who was struggling with well, let's talk about debt with with credit cards and um, so much so that uh, we suggested that she give her uh, credit card up give it to one of us for a while to just hold and uh, wow. see what that was like now of course you can't do this with people you don't know very well she's been in our <laughs> church and and uh, you know been in our community for 20 years so she could trust us not to to take a trip to Aruba on her credit card, um, <laughs> but she will tell you. You know, I've heard her say it in uh, to other people wow. uh, how helpful that was just to get it, you know, out of her wallet, uh, and it really did uh, help to um, teach her some new. You know, we we gave it back after a few months, but it was just. Uh, it was you know when you're. Some people have real problems with um, spending, and and here we go. See, now we're going into consumption, and, okay. and uh, you know it's easy to do that. Um, another thing with debt that you've probably heard of, and it's it's uh, I've heard of them before, where you put a sleeve over the credit card, and one person well, did I... this, and put you know on the road on it, you know before you buy this think about the house the house that you're trying to save for is that work you, i mean that that seems like a neat idea worked. but yeah, yeah it, it works but yeah. just like anything it works if you work it you have to do it okay and i think having something positive um not something on the on the sleeve that says you know 
don't do this again, you dummy, or you know, <laughs> nothing negative. Do something positive, like, hey, you're saving for a home, or hey, yeah. you're you're trying to um, uh, save some money for your kid's college education. It's it's a positive thing, uh, so I think that's helpful too. Um, I've known uh, people uh, with, for instance, uh, one of the what I think is one of the easiest, easier areas in all of these is the surplus capital piece. Is uh, because it's a win-win. You can you can put your money, some of it, you can invest some of your money in air, with with groups that do some real good, um, and uh, and it's you're not you're, you're still it's yours when you want it. So you know you can take. I've I've asked. You know, one couple they gave, um, they didn't take everything they owned out of, you know, out of their investments, but they took ten thousand dollars and put it with a, a fund that um, gives, you know, loans to to women, uh, business women in um, poor parts of the world, and um, their their money that it gets, you know, a return, it gets like two percent. Um, which is not bad, even in anywhere. These, <laughs> these days. days it is, yeah. uh, you know. And uh, every year, their their money um, is helping to, you know, forty or fifty women uh, start a business somewhere, just with with small loans. Um, and they can get that money back when they want it, um, but it's doing some good. So why not take some of your money and and find a a a socially responsible investor uh, that that's, that has a good reputation. Do your homework, you know, and um, they're they're out there, um, and um, and I think you know you may not get the the the, the best uh, the top return if if you but you know we are supposed to we joke about let's not worship at the god of maximum return. And that we can yeah. maybe give up a couple percentage points to help people um, stay alive and and prosper as as we are or have. So um, it's I just think that's such a I, I can I bet twenty or thirty people I know who have moved some of their savings into a, a, a social responsible uh, you know some kind mm -hmm. of impact investing or something that. It wow. uh, doesn't hurt them at all, but it's doing some good. So it's, it's you know, the question we ask, what do we do with the other 90%? You know, that that um, right. if, if we do give 10%, is the other 90% ours to do what we want to? Or is that also um, belong to God? And how can we how can we use that as well? So and that, that was kind of a, yeah. That was kind of a paradigm shift for me. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, was that? Uh, I, mean, I looked at it. Okay, you're giving up return, or you're not influencing companies, but it's really it's a, it's a form of worship, right? I mean, it's and that's I guess where the, the circle, the, the other six, when you look at just surplus by itself, okay. But when you think about the other things, and uh, it was just a paradigm shift for me. It was more of a, like I said, this type of investing is more of a form of worship than it is. Just you're out there trying to do good. Do you agree? Or? I think so too. I do. Oh, very much so. Very much so. And you know the the uh, the language of the you know this idea of they call the black box 
theory of investing. It, people don't often don't <laughs> know where their money's going, who what their, right. who their money is supporting. It might be might be supporting something they're totally against in their everyday life. And so it pays and, to it be educated. And I find again that you can do that kind of thing if you're in a community. Um, you know, I, I think that that's the first thing I recommend to anyone who wants to try to structure their finances more in line with God, God's word and our scripture is to do it with other people. It's really was, hard yeah, to do that, it by like, yourself. That first story you told of lady giving you the credit card. I, I I wonder how much the community aspect of that was more important than anything else. It was. It was did. kind of, it, and it's also a place of confession, you right? Church is supposed to be a place where we can confess our our struggles, and if we can't do that, they'll just you know fester and and go deeper. And I know you've quoted Richard Rohr before, and I, I've heard him say we either transform or we transmit. Right, okay. so we we either yeah. either are healed, we 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 uh, find ways to to get healing, or we're just going to keep doing the same things over and over again, and that's where uh, uh, to me church should be a place of confession, where it's met with unconditional love and accountability, not just you know, and and people who love us so much they're willing to speak the truth to us, as as Paul says, speaking the truth in love. Uh, I don't That's see so scary. how. Yeah, it's very scary, and um, to to commit to a group of folks. I mean, we're talking about a group that we're willing to share our finances. You know, what we what we're worth and how much we. That takes a lot of courage. Um, yeah, I, I, it, I failed to mention that you're in Washington D.C., but Church of the Savior, so you're connected with, right? I mean, that's, that's right. That's our. We grew yeah. out of that that community and our our uh, commitment in church here is we start with 10% of our gross income as a start and that's how we make our budget we go around each year and we tell each other what we make and how much wow. we're going to give starting with 10% and some of us have moved from 10% to 13 to 14% we had one couple uh, they're not in our church but I know them they've actually moved through this work, they're they're up to sixty percent. Wow! Of giving wow. their money because they're retired and they're able to do so, but they don't have to. But they choose to uh, to do that. So um, that's again, uh, there are not a lot of people that are in those those uh, shoes. But again, we do that because we know, you know. Uh, I, I saw a church. I was in a church once, and they they uh, treated. They treated the offering as worship, and I don't know if you've been in. Usually, it's just one of those things you got to get done. People aren't paying attention. They're like, "Let's get this done, pass the plate." Hopefully, no one's looking because I'm not going to put anything in or what, whatever. But they really were. It was a a worshipful time, and a and the I heard a pastor say, you know, how many times you know has someone said to me, "Oh, great sermon or great choir." But very few people have ever said, hey, the offering, what you shared about the offering moved me. And he said, we as preachers have to do better about that. This is also sacred time of our worship. And the cards they have say, you know, sometimes you fill out the cards of how much you're going to give. And this is, again, it's right. a small thing. But it, it, he said, um, let's put, I am giving back to God, you know, wow. the amount. So it's starting people to think that this isn't mine anyway. You know, if we believe that, you know, that um, that God is our 
father and our parent and um, if the earth is you know uh, all of God's goods are are for the family then we should all you know have a um, have a, a part in the goods we, if they're if their goods are supposed to do good and not just for a few people and so we've got to figure out in our communities Perfect. how can everybody be uh, invited to to the table and what does that mean uh, yeah that's such an inspiration yeah, I think it is. I think that's part of that man of story of, of uh, you know what what is enough, you know, and um, is a tough, tough question. I think it can sometimes, and and here I'm learning. I learned this too from heard Chad Myers talk about um, that. There's he said there's often a kind of a common sense response to that question of how much is enough. And that is, there's like a uh, unconscious subtext. Is the answer is there's never enough. There's never enough. So you know, we we uh, you know how how can we tell what's enough? And and this notion that you know we're a part of a kind of our, our modern society is we've internalized that that there's never enough. Uh, and uh, there's a sense of anxiety we live with that we can never have too much. Um, and this this old story of of man in the wilderness is saying, you know what? Yeah, there actually is a, a sense of there is enough. There is enough, and it invites us to kind of explore what is enough for each of us. And again, I think we have to do that in in community. And um, if we are generally asking that question, uh, I think it's um, you know best to do that investigate it with with others and be and actually be in relationship with people who have less than we do you know yeah and uh, and also is and circle back you mentioned this the, the everybody's journey is different you even small things like you said the the offering give back to to the lord just that word back um that's just a small thing and that's you just got to start somewhere right be with that right and what if our kids saw that when they were younger, yeah. you know, what we got to start teaching this um, early, and they need to be seeing it, and they need to be told what's going on. And um, I don't think we've done a very good job with uh, with that either. Uh, no, I know, I, yeah, I haven't. Uh, no, I, I, you know, uh, yeah. I, I'm. I'm <laughs> a, and again, it's, it's not about beating ourselves up, but it's about being realistic and saying, what can I do now, and what can I you know what? What are the next steps I can take? Just, just start moving. Just start moving. Well, actually, I don't want to take up any more of your time, but yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's just, but uh, um, I mean, it's a lot, lot to chew on, and and I guess you get overwhelmed with it. But really, it's just do the next thing. Is that right? Is we just this this? That's right. Do the next thing and do it with others, and um, uh, don't wait till you have it all together because you never will. Um, and and don't let guilt don't you know a lot of us who have more than we need uh, myself included can get uh, can let something like guilt keep me from doing anything like you know like I can't oh I'll never get to where I should be all that kind of stuff well that's a that's also okay. I think a, a fake uh, a way to not do anything well wow. just say wow. you can't and then you give up so I think I don't think God allows us to give up, and we 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 have to to. Uh, God did create the world in such a way that, where there is enough for everybody. Enough 
for people to, to have what they need. It's so hard to go get society, but I guess that's why we need each other. Well, I, that's I right. sure appreciate you, you taking the time. Appreciate you, uh, you know, pointing me towards this. Uh, you gave me the CDs. I remember the DVDs. I said that that's where I first it took me two or three times. I'll be honest before I realized. Well, hey, me too. Me too. I, I'm still <laughs> working with it. But uh, again, thank you so much for uh, taking the time. You stay warm up there. This is uh, in January. It just came up a horrible snowstorm in Washington. That's right. Uh, well, thanks for, thanks for inviting me. Yep. You bet. Well, um, again, thank you everybody for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next Thank you for listening to another Stewardship Matters podcast of William F. Robertson and Associates. To pursue this discussion further, please look to the resources on our website, www.wfrplanning.com. Our contact information can be found on the website, and we would love to hear from you. Securities offered through Genios Wealth Management Incorporated, member of FINRA and SIPC. Advisory service offered through Genios Wealth Management Incorporated.